0: Hi, and welcome to episode 207 of the Dinner Sisters podcast. We're two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in, a, in um, Decatur, Georgia. It's funny, the script says I'm in my <laughs> lake cabin, which is kind of a blast from the past, but that's not true. I'm in Decatur, Georgia right now. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. If you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that the meal I'm usually thinking about that I'd most like to eat that we make so many of here on this podcast, is a platter salad. Mm. Love a platter salad. Mm -hmm. So good news for me and for all of you, our latest cookbook review is nothing but platter salads. This week we're reviewing (laughs) Saladish by Eileen Rosen.
1: And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family here in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. And, Kate, it is funny. When we picked this book, I didn't realize... That it's just kind of furthering the obsession with the the platter salads. It's really fitting into that. Mm -hmm. I think we're not alone in this. I think a lot of people like these for dinner. So I'm happy we're we're really (laughs) going down the rabbit hole here. Mm -hmm. So we have, again, with us, because it's a cookbook episode,
2: our dear friend Tara joining. Aw, thank you for calling me your dear friend. (laughs) I feel the same way. Um, My name is Tara. I'm a photographer with three kids living outside of Atlanta. Oh, and my husband as well. Forgot about him. Um, I love reading and trying out cookbooks. And like I said, I'm just really happy to be here talking about cookbooks, talking about salads with you
0: all. Mm -hmm. Two of our favorite things. And our goal of this (laughs) podcast is to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And with our cookbook reviews, we... Always choose a cookbook that we are just so in love with. We really want to share the recipes that we cooked and let you know what we think. And we'll always make sure to have a link to the recipes if they're published, as well as a link to purchase the cookbook on our website, which through Amazon affiliates, which by the way, our website is dinnersisters.com.
1: And if you'd like to hear our other cookbook reviews, we've got quite a few now because we've had been on the air for like three and a half years. So we've reviewed some cookbooks. You can check them out on the website. And it's just a really kind of nicely organized section for cookbook reviews. Super easy to find them. Go to dinnersisters.com and you can check out all those past cookbook episodes.
0: This week we are really embracing our inner salad lovers, as I said before, with the book Saladish. And a little bit about the book and of the author in her intro, Eileen Rosen talks about making a career shift from interior design to the culinary world. Her first job at a culinary school was at city bakery in New York city, which sounds delicious, where she became known for her satisfying and creative salads. Her style really is all about taking all sorts of ingredients from all over New York city, like from, um, Turkish markets, to the green market, to all these other places, and combining them in tasty ways that are kind of surprising, but also a practical salad to keep in the fridge. She even has a manifesto in the book, which is first, you start with the best ingredients, you play with contrasting textures and flavors, experiment with dressing, pay attention to seasoning, add an element of surprise, and if all else fails, add a round onion, which Yeah, I get it, (laughs) which I think is good (laughs) advice for making a salad, even if you aren't using her book. So I'm curious, Tara, why you wanted to engage with this book and uh, what you found that you liked about it.
2: Well, I'm going to pass this uh, on to Betsy, because I'll be honest, I did not choose this book.
0: (gasps) I know. It's a a deviation. Normally, Tara.
2: Normally, yes, normally I do the research find a book that works. Um, but this time Betsy said, I really want to do this book. So I was like, okay, sure. -hmm. So Betsy, (laughs) Betsy, why did you choose this book? (laughs) I was really excited about this book because
1: it is, it's not overly long, right? Mm -hmm. I love a Mm -hmm. cookbook that is kind of concise and has really bright pictures and not overly complicated recipes and, but might teach you something or like just take you on a different journey for dinner, right? So I thought mm-hmm. okay, this is something that I haven't really kind of dove into before, kind of like big dinner salads. Maybe I can learn something, take something away from this cookbook. It's not it's just is not one of these like huge 300-page books that you have to spend 6 months with to even try to, you know, mm-hmm. get into I felt like it was very approachable and it has a beautiful design. So that's what intrigued me about the book in the first place.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. I think it is all those things. And it's a pretty, it's a nice sized topic, right? It's saladish things, which I think some people want to know what that means. And I think it's just things that are kind of like a salad. And then she just yeah. makes all sorts of veggie forward recipes. So, you know, yeah, I totally get it. And Tara, Okay. We can't, you didn't choose the book, but I am curious what your first impression of was the book of the book was once you got it.
2: Well, um, I did like the photo styling. I will say Mm. that it was, it was bright. Like Betsy said, there's, um, different way of showcasing the ingredients, um, for each recipe. Um, and, So each, I believe each recipe also has a picture, you know, some cookbooks, they Mm. don't have a picture attached to the recipe. I think it's really helpful. I know it's more expensive on the publishing side to have a photo attached to, or a drawing attached to every recipe. But I did appreciate that. Um, I flipped through it and I was like, Whoa, this is all salads. It's all (laughs) salads. Yeah. I feel like they're delivered. really not kidding it, on the salad dish nope. title. It, it de- it's definitely delivered on the name, as Kate said. It's like uh, dressings, it's toppings that you put on a salad. I will say this is not this is not bacon bits, cheddar cheese mm. type of like toppings <laughs> with like crouton like with like garlicky croutons. I mean, I think there there are croutons in the cookbook, but like this is a a health forward. Yeah. Like a healthier take on salad toppings. Um, but it's very I, – I, I immediately noticed the interesting combinations of um, the ingredients. Uh, Kate, what did you think when you first – I mean, I know you've mentioned a few things, but was there anything yeah. else that you noticed?
0: No, I agree with you, too. I think the photos and the illustrations make it very pretty. Like it's very mm-hmm. – lovely read. Um, I like that it's organized by seasons, especially with a vegetable book. I think that for me just makes it easier. Like I know it's summertime now I'll look at summertime recipes because those ingredients will be, um, in the stores and and in the markets, um, which makes it. And also I noticed as, as, as I went through like the second time, I thought, Oh, she has all these little side recipes in here right? And she's mm-hmm. got some like sandwich ideas. And like you said, the topping. So there's some real gems kind of hidden in the book, um, which I thought was fun. Betsy, you said the photographs. Was there anything else about the book that she thought was cool right away?
1: Yeah.
0: Kate, we had
1: an interesting discussion mm. the other day at a coffee shop when I was trying to put my finger on why this book both delighted and frustrated me at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it's worth mentioning (laughs) because it was unexpected for me. And because I kept picking it up and thinking, oh, I just want to make all this. This looks amazing. And then I just couldn't, it was just like, everything seemed a little bit hard or everything just seemed like I couldn't put my finger on Mm -hmm. why it was kind of difficult to cook onto this book for me. And you had a really, really good insight. And it comes mostly from living up in Providence and then moving to the South. So I'll let you mm-hmm. share that because it was such a like a, a framing thing that helped me understand why this book that I thought was going to be really easy to use ended up being slightly frustrating.
0: Yeah, I think she's got a very unique perspective. It's kind of like when I talked about in the first part of the the intro, when I talked about like she anchored herself in City Bakery in New York City which has like like any place you live, a food language, right? Mm-hmm. So you live in Wisconsin. My food language is I go to the grocery store. There's a ton of cheese. There's a ton of pickles. But if I want um, any sort of different kinds of tomato sauces, I am just not going to find it. Or if I go to the South uh, in Atlanta, I won't say the whole South, but if I go to Atlanta, I shop where I'm shopping. I will always find grits. I will usually find um, very delicious fresh fruits and vegetables, but I may not find all of the different kinds of like Italian ingredients that I'm looking for as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Providence, I'm maybe going to find grits. Cheese selection isn't as big, but if I want to find verdicchio, I can pretty much find it any, any day of the week. Or if I want to find, um, uh, other sorts of like bitter greens, those are going to be much more available. Broccoli Rob is always there. Um, so I think she speaks from a vernacular of being anchored in New York City, having access to a lot of those kind of, I would say like East Coast favored ingredients that you can find other places. Like certainly, can I find radicchio in the greater metro Atlanta area? Yes, 100%. Can I find it all the time? Maybe not. And it's not going to look that great. So I think, and she has radicchio. I keep, hammering that home because she has really a lot in the the cookbook. Mm -hmm. So I think you kind of, I I had to dig a little bit to find recipes that met my food vernacular for living now in the South. And I think if I was going to be cooking up, you know, by our sister in Madison, Wisconsin, I might also look for different kinds of recipes. Um, so I think that's a little bit about the book. I think if you're in the East Coast, you might find this really easy to use. Or even in California, <laughs> like the West mm-hmm. Coast, where you may have access to a ton of produce. Other places you might have to like pick and choose recipes that really are going to fit where you're living, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. And yeah. I I I was going to second that actually. And I was going to talk about that later in the episode. But some of the ingredients, it seems like a lot of the recipes has like one or two ingredients that I'm just not... I, and I even feel like I'm a fairly, I feel fairly well-versed with mm-hmm. ingredients. And there was a few that I was like, I've never heard of this before.
0: Mm-hmm. What
2: is this? You know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was going to say, we can just get into that later on in the, in the episode. But anyway, yeah. but it's interesting to hear that I was not the only one. <laughs> oh, gosh. I felt yeah. this
0: way. No, but I don't think we should dissuade people from getting the book. And we can talk about like whether you should get it or not at the end. I think there's so many great ideas in here. It's worth, like, I think having that perspective, kind of you jump in knowing that ahead of time and it's not so frustrating. You're like, oh, well, this is how she writes. Um, It's more of, it is more of a regional cookbook than I think she maybe even realizes when she wrote Mm -hmm. it. So if you think Mm -hmm. about it in terms of like, oh, well, this is just New York city style salads. All right, cool. And then it, you know, yeah.
1: I think that's important too, because when we had that conversation and I, I think I was feeling weird because I, I couldn't put my finger on why this wasn't easier because it's really Mm -hmm. just making a salad, you know, like, and so having that framework actually made me a little bit more accepting of the book, <laughs> right? <laughs> <And> like understanding <laughs> it in that context. And I was like, Oh, you're right. That does kind of make, okay, let me try to figure out how this might work in my life as opposed to chasing down ingredients. Right.
0: Yeah. yep. Yeah. I think yeah. I've got a, a cookbook. Um, and I'm, I'm blanking on the name. I'll put it in the show notes. It's about Midwestern cooking and, but it's very heavy into kind of, um, uh, venison and wild rice and things that like I can't find here I couldn't find in Providence I could maybe find it easier in Wisconsin um, but you kind of know going into that cookbook that it's going to be that way and so some of the cook recipes you just read and you're like oh that's so interesting and then other ones like I love that cookbook so much because it has a cracker pizza crust that I will make from now until the day I die. (laughs) That's so delicious. Mm -hmm. So you almost are mining these cookbooks for recipes that you really love, as opposed to kind of treating this as the be all and end all of, in this case, Mm -hmm. salads. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get into what we actually cooked. Betsy, what did you actually cook? What were you into? How did it go?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to start with two recipes that I think will surprise no one that I picked out of here. If you've been <laughs> listening, because they sound very much like things I would like to eat. Um, And it's a Vietnamese style tofu salad. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, yeah, really. That was shocking that I picked that one Um, because I love Vietnamese style dinners. My family really likes these flavors. And also it was something that did match up with the pantry I had. So I felt Mm -hmm. very comfortable, um, making this and it's really just, you marinate this tofu for, I think like four to eight hours or something. So you kind of put it in the fridge, marinate it, and then it's tossed with these fresh, um, pickled veggies, Mm-hmm. And you know, it's really simple. You can put these chilies in it. I, you know, obviously didn't do that. She calls for Fresno chilies and red chilies. Um, cut back on that. But I had gotten, the other thing that was nice about this is that I had gotten from burlap and barrel two different kinds of sesame seeds. Cause I did their mm-hmm. spice, um, like their spice box thing. So in this recipe and the one I think I made next, um, I could use both of the sesame seeds, which was really nice. Um, so I was able to use some of my specialty ingredients. I mean, this was delightful. And I made the carrot daikon pickle only with carrots, um, mm. which was to- – <laughs> I mean, I just didn't want to go find anything, to be honest. A kind of- <laughs> you had had it.
0: You're like, yeah. you know what? We're just going to make it with what I got.
1: We're going to try and just do this. Uh, but it worked really well. You know, I mean, just a carrot pickle also really good. Just something pickled and crunchy right. on here is what you're going mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. I mean that
2: was that was really great, and then what did what did oh, the ahead. kids think about that?
1: They ate it because they. I mean, I make a lot of tofu. They also we are very good friends down the street. Are Vietnamese, and she they eat Vietnamese a lot. So when they're okay. eating dinner at her house, so this is like. I mean, they could have spaghetti and meatballs in Vietnamese, and there would be no flavor surprises there. Right. So I was Mm -hmm. pretty sure that this was going to be totally fine. And it was so good. My, yeah, my family's not a good, I mean, I guess this is just a familiar taste. So I was happy to make it and it like tasted very good. And that's the other thing with this one too. I felt like I could add, um, make it again with the spicier things in there, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, the chilies and, um, I will use this. Again, I will make this recipe again. Second one I made was red cabbage and chickpeas with a kick. Mm. I did not kick. I
0: mean you just red cabbage and chickpea. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Mm. <laughs> so, and
1: I, I did think that her recipes were like one thing I did appreciate about this book and maybe I will use it more Maybe it's one of those like slow burn cookbooks that you just keep bringing out and making yeah. a little bit more at a time mm-hmm. on it. Um, But for this one, you've got scallions, chickpeas, you know, kind of that thinly sliced cabbage. And then you toss it with like a tahini lemon um, dressing. Right. Yeah. So it's nothing that's, it's like pretty straightforward, very good. I made sure to like, I kind of had it as a side. And so in the tahini dressing, I think the kick comes from Harissa. So I kind of, I just left it totally out, but I think you could, you know, put in as much as you want and then kick this up. And it probably would be really good. Like, I think I would like it myself. Mm-hmm. with yeah. the
2: Harissa in it. You could, you could probably even add like, I think it's easier to control the heat when you add something like chili flakes, like the, like, uh, those dry, what are they? Red pepper, chili right. flakes. Mm-hmm. Right. I mm-hmm. add that often to meals and nobody notices it. Well, I mean, there's just a little bit of heat, but it's not like as overwhelming as something like, I think Harissa has its own smoky. Well, I think it's like a smoky, salty mm-hmm. flavor yeah, like that Irby. de, de- yeah, it definitely adds some dimension, but if you wanted, I think you could probably easily sub whatever your favorite like little hot kick would be.
1: Yeah, to kind of kick this up. So yeah. that is my those are my two that I kicked it off with, and I think they're representative too of of depending on where your pantry is, those were two pretty accessible, yeah, accessible mm-hmm. recipes for me. And they mm-hmm. were very simple. They were great. I mean, one thing too, is to have all these different ideas together in one cookbook is kind of nice. Like what we were talking about, like a single subject cookbook that is useful. So you're not hunting, hunting around for when you're in the mood for this kind of a salad. So Tara, what did you make?
2: Um, okay. So I made several recipes and I will tell you guys, I'm going to be really honest. I made these recipes in July, um, and I got the book from an interlibrary loan. So I had to return the library book within like three weeks or something. So I, mm-hmm. I, so I cooked like three recipes a week, I think, from it, like three, two, two to three. So it's been a little while since <laughs> I've um, – but um, the two recipes that's um, – yeah, I'll talk about two recipes that definitely stood out. The first one is – it's called um, – Cucumbers with black sesame and sweet lime vinegar. Um, And we eat cucumber salad all Mm. summer in our house. Growing up, that was a staple on the table. We always had so many cucumbers and onions. So, and my grandmother and mom just did sugar, salt, and vinegar. And that was all that was in the cucumber salad. (laughs) So since uh, my family is accustomed to a cucumber salad, I decided to try out this one because it's adding lime, which I never thought about, but lime and cucumbers go together. Um, and it has a sweet vinegar. So you're adding sugar and you're dissolving it in the vinegar. You're heating up the vinegar and the sugar together to make like almost like a simple syrup. Mm. A little looser than a simple syrup, but similar to that. And you're adding tarragon leaves. And then you're adding that to the cucumbers and then you're adding sesame. It was so good. I actually made myself sick eating it <laughs> oh. because I, <laughs> I, had, I had a major stomach ache because I ate so much of it. Um, it is so refreshing. I had it in July and, you know, it gets really hot. Yeah. So it was something that, I mean, I did have to turn on my stove, but it wasn't for very long. And it was really good. I could have eaten it just as my main because I loved it so much. And I used the remainder kind of, you know how sometimes you have a little bit of vinaigrette or dressing sitting in the bottom of your bowl? Mm -hmm. I was able to take some of that and I added gin and sparkling lime, like sparkling lime soda. And I made a little cocktail out of it. It was so good. <laughs>
0: you <made> a salad <laughs> cocktail? I love it. It was
1: so I good. It. I think this is the highlight <laughs> of the episode right here is Tara's putting wow. her mm-hmm. salad
2: into cocktails. It's and like, getting a cocktail. And getting yeah. a stomachache later because I had too much. <laughs> so. Overindulging in the salads. <laughs> Overindulging. Well, it was like I love tarragon and I feel like I don't get enough um, yeah. tarragon no, it in sounds my life delicious. to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, So
0: do you have something to say, Kate? No, I was just going to say, what else did you create? I I know you made like something with onions and beets. So I'm curious if you made a cocktail out of that or just. (laughs) (laughs) We just sat with that one. Okay. Well, okay. Well, so I
2: wasn't going mince- to mention – well, okay. I did – so I made – there was a recipe for a simple potato salad with, like, soft green herbs. I think it's new potatoes with soft green herbs. I remember that one. It was very good. Everybody in my family liked it. For the most part, my kids did ask me, why do I have to add so many green things to our food? <laughs> <laughs> but once they got over that, everybody was happy. It's a very simple potato salad Um and then I believe there's some olive oil that it sits in with salt and herbs. It's very good. But to get to the onions and beets, I did the uh, yellow beet and harissa mm-hmm.
0: harissa onion
2: salad, and th- I think I I think I got a stomach ache with that one too because it was so good. I- <laughs>
0: What is hilarious to me about this you- is that we started this review being like, guys, this is going to be a hard recipes to find. Like, you're going to love it. And Tara's like, I ate so much, I literally made myself ill. And when this I couldn't the- eat anymore, I made it into a beverage and drank it. And this is the it. problem
2: with salads. In fact, I I kind of got sick tonight, too, because I eat too much salad. In my mind, salad is way more healthy than eating bread you know, or eating like
0: well, it other is. I mean, yeah,
2: nutrients. Like, but the problem is, is I overindulge with the salad because I'm like, well, if I'm <laughs> eating salad, I can eat like three times as much, right?
0: I mean, uh, the it's a human problem. stomach was not I made know. for that, Tara. My friend. Well, it would
2: definitely was not made for that many beets. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> Warning to our listeners, <laughs> do not eat too many beets. Do not eat too oh many my goodness. Beets. So, okay. I gotta, so I I will tell you. Cool so let me here. tell you about the salad real quick. Mm. So that way Kate, we can move on to you. Um, <laughs> You you roast the beets and then you roast onions. So this this is kind of a two to three step salad. Mm. So you cook the beets separately. Um, you might have even steamed them. Once again, I cooked this in July, so it's been a little while. Um, and then with the onions, I you use like these tiny onions, and I actually bought the tiny onions. And you oh. don't take you don't take the um, the paper. What is it? You know. Yeah, come on, onion skin. You don't skin. you don't take the onion. Yeah, you don't take the skin off the onion. You use the oh. tiny. I'm guessing they're Italian on, uh, onions. Cipollini. Cipollini. Onion. Yeah. So you use those. Luckily, my store had those. But I'm gonna say you can use a shallot, or you could use like a yeah, a sweet yellow onion in a pinch mm. if you mm-hmm. need to do that. But then you coat them with harissa and olive oil, and who doesn't love harissa? It's like, it's yeah, one of, it's it's. Probably one of my favorite condiments. I love Harissa. So then you roast those and then you put them together. And that is your salad. And um, I added some bitter greens to it. I don't, that's not in the recipe, but I did. Sounds um, really good. And it was, it was. And it lasts for a couple of days in your fridge. So I was the only one who ate the salad.
0: <laughs> oh. Um,
2: so that, yeah. So there we go. Because, my husband will eat beets, my son will eat beets, but really if they're just pickled. And these are not pickled beets. So anyway, so those are, those are three, but once again, I made several. I might mention one or two here later in the episode, but Kate, let's move on to you. What did you make out of this book?
0: Okay, well, I will say this. The first recipe I'm going to talk about, I did almost make myself sick on because I really loved it, and it was their toasty broccoli <laughs> with curry leaves and coconut. <laughs> Because I love broccoli and I ate it almost. And as coconut. Dinner. Don't you love coconut? I love as well? coconut. And then curry leaves are a new Yeah, because you guys, yeah. Yeah, with a dahi toast. So we had a recipe that we were going to make for yogurt week that we ended up not making. It. it required curry leaves. And so I had them in the fridge and I kind of was like, oh, this recipe has curry leaves. So that's how I started it. I'm not sure I would have picked this otherwise. Basically, you toast curry leaves and coconut chips. Which are like, you know, the natural foods. Coconut is how I think of it. Bob's Mm -hmm. Red Mill has bags of it. So you just toast that in oil, set it aside, and then you roast broccoli after you blanch it. So delicious. So good. (laughs) I was like, oh, I can't. I love curry leaves. So here I am making fun of you, Tara. But I was like within a hair's breadth of making myself ill on broccoli.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like this book should come with a PSA. Salad? are good. Do you
0: have vegetable In
2: problems? Moderation. In moderation. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: You guys, I was not even going to mention it, but when I was I, I almost said with the red cabbage and chickpeas, like I had to really that was, was going to be rough on my stomach. <laughs> I needed to Yeah.
2: Hold, do you, hold myself. <laughs> do you guys think Okay, here's a here's another observation about this cookbook. There's there's not I feel like this cookbook is full of lots of sides. Mm. And I was using them almost as mains. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think anyway. you're supposed to eat the toasty broccoli with curly leaves and coconut with like some rice and maybe some roasted chicken. And so I was like, nah, I'll just yeah. eat a bowl of this.
2: No, well, honestly, move. some, well, and some of the, the recipes, you feel like you've made a main mm-hmm. with how many steps you're doing. Right. So it feels like a lot to like, oh, I'm going to put in some meat or I'm going to put in a starch or,
0: you know, whatever right. it is. So. Right. I think if anyway. you are, yeah, I think if you are going to do that, like make a very simple, simple starch or meat or protein, right? So if you're going to make mm-hmm. the harissa, onion, beets, like maybe you just make some plain farro and have that on the side, or the toasty mm, broccoli curly leaves and coconut, yeah. right? Just have yeah. some jasmine or basmati rice with it. Couscous
2: or yeah, yeah,
0: that kind of thing. So just like make it super simple. The other recipes that I made, I made corn times three. And (laughs) the reason I made corn times three, it is a three versions of corn salad with tomatillos in it. Um, And so basically it's a salad with a basil dressing. And then it has hominy corn that you boil and cool and have with that. uh, Sweet corn that you get steamed and... Corn nuts, because <laughs> I love that you did this. <laughs> I was like, we, we just need to keep making salads with corn nuts in it. Um, and now all of our listeners know what corn nuts are. And so, um, very excitingly, I also discovered I, if you listened to the episode with a corn nut salad in it, you knew that I had a hard time finding corn nuts. Good news Amazon Fresh has corn nuts that I could get sent to me anytime I want. So um, I used Rancho Gordo hominy, which I always have, and then um, sweet corn because it's in season with a basil dressing. It was delicious. The tomatillos were surprisingly good. I have not had them raw before, and they're kind of tart, and so that was delicious. That is a main. Like, I found myself, mm-hmm. well, corn, you know, mm-hmm. will slow you down. There's some starch in there. <laughs> So, in the last recipe I made, it was much, much simpler. It was um, smoky, spicy okra and cherry tomatoes, which is basically you blitz up some chipotle peppers in the sauce, coat the okra in that hole, and roast that okra with cherry tomatoes. Simple, oh, that super seasonal. Very simple. Yeah, super simple, super seasonal, very delicious. Um, I had that um, as a side. I had some like extra chicken from probably another recipe that we made a week ago or so that I had in the freezer um and so I just had that as a side it was delicious we have um an indian um street food place that does kind of a, a deep fried non breaded but deep fried okra that i really like cuz it makes the okra kind of chewy but it has like you know a lot of oil and so this kind of gets there it crisps up the okra mm-hmm. it's not as that mm-hmm. kind of like inside um, uh, kind of like slimy texture, which I don't mind in a stew, but I mm-hmm. didn't really want it if you're just eating it. So it was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was, they were all solid recipes, but I think, again, like treat this as a regional book. If you can't find something that you... like, I would never be able to find okra, honestly, in Providence. It'd be tricky. I'd have to go to the farmer's mm-hmm. market. I'd have to find it at a certain time. It'd just be hard, but it was easy to find here. Just, yeah. and, you know, yeah. I, could, I could get it really simply. So... Let's talk about things we want to make because I know we all have those things. Um, there was a potato and cucumber salad with caraway and all kinds of mustard um, that I really yeah. want to make. And she encourages you to find different kinds of cucumbers. So I think this would be kind of a fun farmer's market. Go and get all the funky or if you grow your own cucumbers and you decided to do <laughs> like heirloom, whatever, <laughs> um, this would be the thing to do. And then she's got two kinds of choose your own style. Things One is for Brussels sprouts and one is for eggplant boats. And both you roast – in this case, eggplant boats, you um, slice it so you make a little boat and then you roast it and then you can put toppings on it. And for the um, Brussels sprouts, you roast them and then can like toss them in things. I thought that was such a great idea of like various ways of making a vegetable that you see all the time in the store – but maybe you get sick of making it the way you've always made it. There was like a harissa one, Tara, for um, mm-hmm. I think the, the the Brussels sprouts. So I thought that would be a fun one to try sometime. Betsy, what do you really want to make? Yeah, I saw that eggplant boat uh, chart kind of recipe mm-hmm. thing. And I
1: also was very intrigued by that. That was um, is something I do want to try because that was on my list of like maybes. Mm-hmm. but one that really stood out to me it's just the name of it is called really yellow uh but it is like yellow beefsteak tomatoes with a lemongrass mayo she has and then mm-hmm. kind of a poached egg with you serve it with toast points so it's more like a um you almost a brunch mm-hmm. salad it looks gorgeous kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. yeah and it looked so pretty and there there are a lot of. Things in her, they all look, they're visually really appealing. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that that's important to her because everything looks fantastic.
2: Well, and even like the cover of the book is like every vegetable thrown into a bowl looking salad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like bright and colorful and, and our, you know, our plate should be bright and colorful, um I totally get that. So it it makes sense why her recipes do look that way because they they are very bright. <laughs> All the vegetables that she uses in the book are, yeah. Yeah, Tara, what do you want to make? Um actually, I wanted to make the Vietnamese noodle salad thing oh. that you made. But the daikon threw me off. So but it sounds like I don't have to use that, which is Honestly, to to uh, the the two recipes, there's a ramen recipe in there as well that has like smoked, I think it has smoked salmon in it with shisho and yeah, I think it's shisho and ramen in it. And I thought that looked really good. And the broth though is some kind of broth I, I've never seen or heard of before. I did see that and one. The, yeah. And the thing is, is like I have at least three different types of Asian groceries within five miles of my house. And it's still, I still don't even try to find <laughs> some of those ingredients because there were other things I wanted to try. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so my two were like the Asian, so the ramen and then the Vietnamese noodle salads.
0: All right, let's talk about final judgments. Let's wrap this up. Betsy, um, what do you think? Final judgment, would you buy it? Who would you recommend it for? What do you think?
1: I would buy this for, like, you, Kate, if you didn't already have it. (laughs) So if you have a Kate in your life, they might really like this cookbook. Because I think people who already have a lot of cookbooks and who already cook a lot and – you know, just want to see a fresh new take on something, or see, it just, it, it mm-hmm. is something that is, is will probably frustrate a, a beginner cook.
2: Yeah. But will probably mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: be a slow burn delight for a more intermediate or advanced cook because you'll probably go back to it, right? Like, I think this is the same oh, thing sure. with when we try to cook too many pies in the same week. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't mm-hmm. think that would be the case with salads, right? Like that seems like something that you could make a lot of, but this book made me think like, oh, this is probably one you work through over the course, you know. Someone mm-hmm. who really loves cookbooks would probably love this book.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Tara, what did you think?
2: Well, I would not buy it, but I would definitely get it from the library. I I think what I think it's so funny that you guys hit on it at the beginning of this episode, like every single recipe that we've talked about has something that I know my mom has never heard of. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's like the tiny onions or the harissa, which I, I feel like harissa is way more common now in the last couple of years. But like, you know, like lemongrass mayo, you know, that Betsy was talking about, or even daikon radish, some people don't know what that is. Like, I think it really is, there's something in almost every single recipe. Yeah. You know, that can make someone say, like, I just don't know what that is. And I don't know if I can substitute something. And I also, I think I also like a cookbook that has like breakfast, brunch, mm. dinner, desserts. You know, I like a book that can multitask. And this is a specialty. Even I felt yes. like the pie book did breakfast and dessert, and some savory. This is just salads. I mean, I you know what? I, I feel like I'm being judgmental, but I'm not often judgmental about cookbooks. I, you know, I'm going to leave it there. I'm just well, going to let it lie. I mean, the
0: only thing I'll say there about go. that is it does indeed have the title of saladish.
2: ish it, it does. You know? So
0: it's it's not hiding anything. Right. It follows through on this promise. I actually mm-hmm. bought this. I'm the one who started this whole malarkey. Um, and I'm still happy to have it. I like it as a reference. And it's, the funny thing is, is I sat down with it t- today to make sure I got my recipe titles right when I was typing up the, the, um, the script and I was like, Oh, Oh, that looks interesting. So I think Betsy, you, you really hit on it too. If you have someone who like, likes to cook, has a few cookbooks, maybe is trying to eat more veggies Maybe he's trying to like mm-hmm. shake up their lunches. I know um, I was talking to a friend and he mentioned that people are looking for things to take back to work with them. But if they're yeah. already a cook and they're looking for things that will like s- sit, these are full. Mm-hmm. This whole cookbook is full of salads that will be totally yes. fine sitting for the day. Yes. Right. Yes. And if you're a person who's like always loves to add a new ingredient, this is a fun way of doing it. There's plenty oh, yeah. of recipes. If you just buy Harissa, and go through the book, I think you could find plenty of recipes to cook. Or if you just buy the mustards that she talks about, you could go through and cook a lot of recipes too. But I don't disagree with both of you. This is a pretty niche book. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. breakfast or desserts. And it literally (laughs) is just what it says it is. So I think, you know, you know, I think you may, um, I think this will hit the, um, like hit it for some people. And for other people, you might be like, I don't know. So I think our listeners, it may be, it'll be interesting to see who this sounds really fun to to get. Um, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see who, who wants to pass. But in any case, it's always fun, Tara, hanging out with you. We had a bunch of laughs this time. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: oh, hey, I wanted, I want to add one thing, because I always like to give the library report on how available this cookbook is. Mm, um, yes. So I had to get this through interlibrary loan. So... It's not as available as I was, as I would like to see, to be honest. But I mean, it doesn't mean, I I, I like the idea that a, a book is available at the library because that means more people can access it before they decide to buy it. I personally really appreciate that. So hopefully it'll be available if you want to try it out to uh, at your local library or through interlibrary loan.
0: hmm And I would say for all of my librarian friends out there who just love – they actually and I mean this sincerely, like interlibrary loan, they love that people use it because it means that more of these books are being in circulation, more demand for books. So yeah, I mean, I don't disagree (laughs) with you, Tara. Totally right. It's nice if they're there, but I'm glad you use interlibrary loan. It's just a good thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited for what our next cookbook is going to be. Hopefully something that we don't get sick, you know, from eating too much of. (laughs) Can't wait for the next one. <laughs> I
2: right. will keep that in mind as I am searching for our next book, our next treasure. Yes. So that's what's for dinner this week in this special episode. See you next
1: time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you.
0: Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? If you subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com, you'll get show notes, grocery lists for ones who are cooking recipes, and other fun stuff like an affiliate link to this cookbook and all of our other cookbooks. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. Both places were at Dinner Sisters podcast. And as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. Or you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash sisters. Thanks and happy eating.